The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. For a live studio audience, we are Pickle Rick! We are Pickle Rick, and you are tuned to episode number 168 of the Versecast, our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. (laughs) Kidding! We are those guys with ships, and this is... Wait, no. Still kidding. We are those guys in charge, and this is a special quasi-bonus edition of the Versecast, our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. Today is August 16th, 2947. I'm not really here. I'm in the desert, down my rabbit hole. John, how are you? Good to have you back in the hangar. How you been? I've been doing pretty good. Yeah, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, just working, playing mm-hmm. video games, sleeping, mm-hmm. occasionally <laughs> sleeping is eating. What is, what is sleeping like? It's, honestly, it's an experience. You just, just have to try so it. <laughs> I really do. I really do. So, um, um, have you seen the Pickle Rick yet? I saw the preview. You did? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's the only Rick and Morty thing I've ever seen. I, you know, it was my, my first exposure to the Rick and Morty, and uh, it was, I was in chat the other night with, um, Oh, with Yellow Stag and a couple of other guys, and uh, I think Yellow Stag was going on about the Pickle Rick, and it's just, and I'm, I'm going, what is this Pickle Rick thing you're talking about? <laughs> oh, it's Rick and Morty, and I said, oh, oh, I, you know, I've heard about that. I heard it's pretty, you know, it's it's pretty gross, and but it's kind of funny, and he said, he said, dude, you just got to watch it, just check it out. So I did, and it was it was really good. I, um, I, I don't, well, I, I should take that back. It's not. I can't say it's really good, but I'm just saying it's the kind of juvenile funny that uh, that tickles my uh, juvenile funny bone. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, but there, I know that there's a game for the Oculus Rift, uh, Rick and Morty Virtual yeah. Rickality. I heard that one was actually pretty good. Oh, you did, you did. I because uh, it's it's like thirty bucks, I think, and um, you know my my, and I guess it's a um, a virtual job simulator kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, which I, I haven't played many of those except for the demo that came with the Rift, the one where you know you got to you get to put the cassettes in and you know sh- you know make, yeah. make guns and stuff. Um, and uh, my fear for a thirty dollars game is that after the jokes are, are are gone all gone through the first time, then you know it's going to have uh, it's going to have very limited playability. But uh, yeah, I heard it's pretty short. I don't know if I'd pay thirty bucks for it. Mm, so we'll wait for the um, for the, uh, the sale. On yeah. That. But um, yeah, no, I was um, I definitely watched the pickle Rick there. I will link it in the show notes for all y'all. And there was another episode this week which um, I I was I was watching the other night and then uh, became uh, just horribly distracted by uh, by Wolf Larson as a uh, naked woman in Conan. Oh, <laughs> and, all and right. Had, and had, 
Yeah, and, and had to stop and, and just say, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they were having fun. That's what they were doing. And it was still weird. All right, but hey, before we go any further, a big shout out to our very own Jimmy Croker, who was featured on Citizens of the Stars earlier this week. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, and he gave us a nice plug, so we, we thank you very hard that, for that, uh, Jackson. Um, him and uh, Disco uh, talking about uh, Quantum Drive, uh, mentioned uh, Universe Cast and uh, those guys with ships. So uh, that was very cool to um, to see someone um, someone you knew on the uh, on the on the television on the internet on your computer. So very cool stuff. So if you haven't checked it out, do check it out. All right, so tonight, a very special quasi... No, what did I say? It was quasi-bonus, yes. Very special quasi-bonus edition of the Versecast. We're um, we're going to have a Those Guys uh, in Charge show here, go over the org, state of the org a little bit, and then we're going to uh, uh, talk a little bit more about um, Star Citizen. Um, the last uh, few shows, uh, we've been discussing... Um, my um, some of my specific dissatisfaction with uh, with uh, the way that um, CIG has been uh, handling uh, a particular aspect of this project, um, and uh, so we're going to get John's uh, opinion on where he's at with uh, with CIG and, and how things have transpired at this point, and um, yeah, so it will uh, be good. So um, state of the org. You know, it's, it's pretty much right now, those guys with ships, days of other games. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. Yeah, so what, what do you think is the, the current hotness out there? I don't really know. It does seem like a, a lot of people are playing Worlds Adrift. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that game was kind of hot for a couple weeks, but maybe like the last week or so, I haven't seen as much of that. Uh, is it still in Alpha? Yeah, I think it just it's it's alpha or beta. It's some kind of early access. Okay. Um, okay. I think it just recently launched on Steam and I picked it up and played a little bit of it and it seems interesting, but I got kind of lost in like the first mm-hmm. couple hours and I just need to get in there with somebody that knows what they're doing to play it. My problem is like I latch on to certain games and I just want to play those. And right now, that's just Overwatch, which is it has been for over the past year, the entire mm-hmm. year, um, mm-hmm. and PUBG, mm-hmm. Battlegrounds. Yeah, which I was going to say really fun. Either you or somebody that has your Steam account has been playing a lot of PUBG. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I have like seventy hours in it now, and I think it's kind of it's just fun to play some Overwatch and then play a couple rounds of PUBG because like I said the last time I talked about it you you're you expect to die. So mm-hmm. it's just fun to get in there, maybe get a couple kills, you die and then you have another round and it's just get in, get out. Yeah, it's a, what I've seen people play on I don't own it myself, but what I've seen people play online it looks like um uh it like the rounds are substantial enough that it doesn't um they mean something. But they're not so um, so involved in so long, uh, like quest chains and some MMOs, where it's like if you don't have five hours to set aside, there's no point in even beginning it. Yeah, no, most games are gonna last, you know, fifteen minutes. Uh, mm. The longest ones might last a half an hour, but that probably means you're gonna win or you're close to the win. And mm. when you're that close to the win, it feels 
really good getting up there. Like getting the chicken dinner is is really <laughs> like exhilarating. I don't know. There's there's no game that's like that because you're being put against a hundred other players, and you never mm-hmm. get the chance in other games to beat a hundred other players. Yeah, yeah. So is it at first? Is it real laggy? Um, is it? Um, yeah, you know, they start the... you out in on like a small island that's just like a lobby for people to load into, mm-hmm. um, and that's usually pretty laggy because there's a hundred people right there. But mm. then they put you in the plane and you fly over the island, and the island is quite large, and everybody mm-hmm. just spreads out so much that it doesn't really lag because the most people that are going to be together in one area is only a few. Um, mm, okay. So yeah, it runs pretty good. I play it on low because I have the high, I have a 165 hertz monitor, so I try to get as many frames as I can, and I get like uh-huh. around a hundred. Um, so it's not Smooth. the it's not the the, the best. Um, it's not the smoothest gaming experience right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do some uh, what you call it. Uh, uh, Optimization. Optimization, that's the word. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it'd be nice to crank up the graphics because in the, in the first place they're not that great. So, um, Well, is it is it released yet or is it still in beta? It's in beta. Uh, they plan to okay, release it later this year. So it, it, it's not... And a, it's a, it's, it's going to be an eSport game, right? I guess. I mean, they're doing some kind of tournament in like next week. Uh, oh, okay. I think it might be at GamesCon. Gamescom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll probably tune in to watch that because another thing about this game is it's really fun to watch. Um, the giant bomb guys do a feature on it every week now, and uh-huh. so four of them get in there and play, and they just play for two hours, and I watch it every week. It's that enjoyable. Do they roll faces? They are not that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're having fun, that's all yeah. that matters. Well, I was sort of imagining that you would be out on tour and getting rich and lighting your cigars with $50 bills. Oh, no, I, I am. <laughs> okay, well, good. Good, I'm glad that, that expectation is being met. <laughs> well, cool. And then Seven Days to Die, it seems like that those are kind of uh, like uh, Worlds Adrift, Seven Days to Die, and then I guess Conan had a big patch that hit today. Yeah. Um, um, and so folks have been playing that. So it seems like those are the ones that are, that are the hotness that I notice. I'm, of course, I'm not playing any of those. Uh, I've seen a bunch of people playing Smite. Yes, yes, that's true, the too. The leaders um, are into that one. Yeah, yeah, which um, I never got into. Because that's, that's, a, that's a MOBA, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I played a little bit of it. I couldn't. I just can't get into MOBAs. I just suck at MOBAs. I, just, I not, suck at MOBAs, too. It's not fun. It's unfun. Well, but anyway, so point being that, um, you know, while we wait for uh, Star Citizen updates, uh, we do have other games that we're playing, and that's the important thing is the community. So um, we we are here, versecast.org. Um, uh, I'm, uh, you know, we didn't even introduce ourselves, you know, so I'm Gleep. I'm the I'm the guy that kind of does the podcast, runs the podcast side of things, and uh, John, the only Jonto, he's uh, he's the guy that makes um, all, everything else work. So I just make noises into a microphone and then say, help me, it's broken, and uh, John makes the magic happen. So that's who we are. We are um, we're the 
the co-leaders of the Those Guys with Ships Star Citizen Organization, and um, also uh, the uh, the folks in charge of uh, well, John is the the guy in charge of the uh, Versecast.org uh, game Star Citizen Gaming Community website. So um, that title yeah. was not long enough. I, I know, and I'm going to get you a fold-out business card. You know, it's going to be really cool. It's going to look like a will scroll. Will it have pop-ups? It, up. it will. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and a little thing, you know, where, where you can like, you know, with the little the little thing that hangs down, so you can like get back and forth, and like the like the little spaceship will wave at you. Oh yeah, That'd be cool. And a drawing cool. section. Absolutely, absolutely. All oh, right, in a, in a song. When you fold out the last little oh, bit, it's going to sing okay, a song, yeah. like like a birthday. Which song? song? Or something. Um, I. Oh, I don't know. Alvin and the Chipmunks? How's that? Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks version of Starships Were Meant to Fly. <laughs> Sold! <laughs> All right. Well, and speaking of Sparthips that are meant to fly, migration to Discord. Now, we, we talked about that last time that you uh, we did one of these shows, and um, I, I, think, I think it happened, didn't it? It's, yeah. It's done. Yeah. It is done. And I, uh, I think it's it's it went pretty well. Um, uh, I don't know uh, if have you noticed is anybody using uh, the Teamspeak uh, server anymore? I haven't even looked, but my suspicion is no, because the last time I looked was like two days after we moved over to Discord and nobody was there. Oh, well, I know that I know that Ace still plays a little Arma, and I know there I think there are a couple of guys out there that still play Arma, and for the um, Task Force Radio, they have to have... Uh, I guess that's a plug-in that only works yeah. on TeamSpeak. I don't so. know. I, I'm betting they don't use that, though, because it, it seems like a more of a serious thing. And uh, <laughs> We don't do that well. Yeah. I don't know. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but it is still there, as far as you know. <laughs> it's. I mean, it should be there. If it's not, it's somebody functional. just tell me if you need it. Yeah, message message the man if you need it. But yeah, uh, I'm always yeah, on I the Discord. I love the Discord. I, it's the only thing I don't like about the Discord. What was it? I don't like. Well, one thing I don't like is it doesn't have spell check. I'm one yeah. of those crazy guys that really it annoys me when I miss spell words. Yeah, that annoys me too. I don't know how to spell words anymore because of spell check. So when I don't have it, you know, it's like you know, I need, I need my training wheels. Yeah, I guess uh, if you use the browser version, it would have it, but. Oh, I prefer yeah. the client because um, then you get notifications and uh, and it shows what games you're playing. Right. It didn't. Uh, Sorian helped out with that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, what he did was he built a bot that adds a um, a role to each person that is playing a game. So mm-hmm. it puts everyone that's playing a game into their own role on the right pane. Of mm-hmm. Discord, so you can see who's online and playing, and who's not playing. Right, right. Um, maybe, maybe he can do a um, a spelling bot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Thing. Possibly, that would be you nice. Ask him about that. Yeah, get him out of that Gorn arena for for ten minutes. <laughs> Gorn is pretty yeah. fun. Have you played it? I have not. I have not. It looks therapeutic. It's, yeah, it's kind of brutal, but it's really fun. <laughs> it's free. Is, I think the at least the demo or whatever it is. Oh, okay. Now, do you, uh, is that, um, can you use touch? Yes, it's definitely a touch game. I don't think you okay. can even play it without it. 
Oh, okay. And it, and it supports Rift now because I thought it was like a, um, it was a Vive only thing for a while. No, I think I just booted it up on the. I think you just have to start it from the executable, and then it just works on Rift. Oh, okay. Well, I will add that to my list of gray my my gray list. <laughs> my get to it someday games. Um, and then, uh, of course, we made the migration to Discord because eventually we're gonna we're anticipating we're gonna have something Discord like when we uh, finally end up over on Spectrum, and that will be when we will be able to sort of add that last piece, the um, the forums and uh, the um, the other things that we currently have on our website, like our, our hangers and. Um, um, other, um, I hope they allow us to have support for other games um, mm -hmm. in, in Spectrum. I, I can't, I don't know how they would, I don't see what, why they would want to stop us from doing that, and I, and I don't know if, if they did, if they would be able to. I mean, At CitizenCon, it sounded to me like they were just trying to build a client that could work for anything. Mm -hmm. So you'd be able to launch the Star Citizen client, which would effectively be spectrum and you could mm -hmm. you could use comms like voice comms without being in the game mm -hmm. yeah so that's uh, there's gonna be a, like a with a mobile component too right right yeah which i think is um is is essential um why or by essential i mean i want it so bad that <laughs> it would absolutely have to have it um, so yeah, so when when we're able to do all of that stuff in Spectrum, then we'll probably move away from uh, from Discord. But uh, but we're loving you real hard right now, Discord. So um, love you, mean it. Um, but who knows when that's going to be? I, I I think that they are releasing a lot of stuff fairly regularly over there. Um, I, I think the and, but I don't pay attention. I mean, it's uh, pretty much the only time I'm out there is if I'm. Just uh, surfing the um, uh, the Star Citizen forums, uh, or if uh, when Jimmy's Quantum Drive show is live, uh, I go hang out in the uh, in our chat on our org chat over there. Uh, so that's a that's a, a cool thing to be able to do. But, but yeah, the integrated uh, voice and and uh, text, and then I guess with the um, uh, the ability to because uh, you can do that in in Discord, right? You can set up. A, uh, different hierarchies for when eventually when we get to the point where we're able to have large operations where we want to have different groups doing different things and we need to have the ability to go between different groups and have multiple groups hear somebody at the same time but then be able to exclude other groups stuff like that um the whole voice grouping thing in discord is pretty basic uh mm. there isn't really any hierarchy and there isn't like cross channel communication which is one of the reasons why we were sticking with TeamSpeak for a while but then I didn't mm. see really anybody using that and when uh, I mentioned yeah. it about when I asked about um, moving to Discord on our forums and what people thought about it uh, nobody really had any thoughts about having to use those features so I think I think they will be useful eventually, like once the PTU is fully fleshed out and we're going to have, you know, a bunch of squads going and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that's pretty far off, and I'm hoping that Discord will have a solution for that by then, or Spectrum will be ready yeah. and they'll have that stuff in there. 
Well, and because the spectrum would be especially motivated to have that because they're, you know, though they may support uh, play of other games, they're supposed to be focusing upon Star Citizen, which, you know, yeah. that in, that environment is going to is going to kind of uh, demand that kind of, uh, of uh, comms control. Yeah, so. you would hope that in the game it'd be the type of thing that you wouldn't even have to set up. Like, you would be in a squad with someone in the game, like in Elite Dangerous, and mm-hmm. that would automatically put you in, like, a voice cluster, and then you'd have to, like, push some other button to talk to your the rest of your org or whatever. Yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to having it in VR, you know, and so we can go old school and we can, like, have different, like, hoses, you know, like when you want to talk to one group, we pull the hose down off the wall and just yell into it, and then when you uh, want to talk to another group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- I definitely you probably You, you probably have never experienced the magic that is the pneumatic tubes. No. no. Mm, look it up on the internet. It's fun. It was fun. Okay. It was magic. <laughs> it sounds like some kind of steampunk submarine. Concept. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Just it was it was steampunk department store, nineteen seventy two. It was excellent. All right. So, um, and then one more thing. Um, uh, loans to the virtual hangar. Now, John, you remember back in the day we had folks that you know were enjoying what we were doing and wanted to help contribute, and so we kind of put together ad hoc this program where folks would be able to donate a ship, donate, and I'm doing the air quotes thing, mm-hmm. uh, the Richard Fingers, as Jimmy calls it, um, donate their ship to our virtual hangar and uh, for other folks in the org to be able to use when um, the donor was not uh, not busy using it. And so that, that worked pretty well. We had, uh, I don't know, we had about a dozen or so donations uh, to the virtual hangar. And uh, but on the happy hour um, a couple weeks ago, when the uh, two devs were discussing the insurance, uh, it turns out that there's going to be a deductible to get your ship back after it's gone all splody splode. So um, now the way that the, the the current plan is set up for uh, deductibles in 3.0 is, I guess, over over a period of time, I think it's 24 hours, that deductible decreases. I don't know how how often it's minute by minute or every hour. And then after 24 hours, the deductible just goes away. So you just get your ship back for um, for no charge, um, minus any custom parts you had on it, because you only get a stock build out of it. Um, but um, when it is for realsies, and I'm guessing you know in future iterations of Alpha, and probably certainly by the time we get to Beta, um, you're going to have to. There's going to be a deductible. So if your ship blows up. Um, then there's going to be some payment to get it back, and which makes sense because they they do want the uh, they want the ships to be valuable. They don't want them to be um, something that you know you just run your bangle into the uh, into the sides of um, of, uh, of space stations for for the lols every every night. You know, yeah. just, you know they want it to be they want it to mean something. They want it to be a, a precious thing. My my precious. Um, so I get that, um, but you know for the key thing here, to our purposes, though, is that um, if I'm loaning out a ship, I'm I'm going to be, and I know that you know there's a chance that it could get damaged or blown up, that I'm going to have to pay a deductible on it because I have LTI on the ships that I had donated to the hangar, um, so I just you know assumed yeah yeah they explode then you know it's you know it's I'm not using it anyway so it'll be gone for a couple of days and then I'll, I'll go get another one. Uh, but if I have to pay cash, uh, or not cash money, but uh, UEC, cash UEC, to, uh, to get it back, that's going to definitely 
uh, temper my uh, my willingness to be able to or to loan it to other people, you know, especially if I'm concerned that they might not be as uh, fastidious with its care as um, I would, uh, you know, prefer. So, um, not a plan killer necessarily, but um, I think for sure something that uh, we didn't think about back um, when we uh, devised this plan 30 seconds before we started recording one night. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a matter of waiting that time period out, right? Well, now it is, but in the future, it's going in the future. There's going to be, you know, even a week later, you know, you say, yeah, I want to, you know, uh, I loaned my ship to um, to Mad Cow and, and he uh, he flew it into into the sun. And uh, like, I, so I would like to have my ship back now, please. I go, OK, that's great, Mr. Gleep. That'll that'll be uh, 50,000 UEC for the oh. duck. It's like and I'm like, oh. OK, you know, so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't it's not going to be a big a big deal, I don't think. And and I know that I know the cow is good for it. So um, um, Mark, if you're listening, uh, you can you can still borrow my ship. But um, anyway, just something a little bit different that that um, uh, that uh, made my ear kind of go, huh? Um, you know, like Scooby Doo. Uh-huh. Um, and but otherwise, not a uh, big picture. I think th- I think the org is doing fine. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, I think we're doing doing good. I mean kind of stagnant right now because uh, content releases aren't very exciting mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I think our most activity specifically in Star Citizen was when uh, uh, oh my god what do you even call it the shooty the, the part <laughs> Storm where, Marine? <laughs> no before that Oh, Arena Commander? Yeah, Arena Commander. The shooty shooty thing? You can tell that I don't follow Star Citizen as closely as I used to. Uh, (laughs) We used to play that all the time, though. I mean, we would would play it every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get together, and we would have, you know, know, 20 people playing Mm -hmm. uh, Arena Commander. And it was Mm -hmm. fun. I remember killing people. Yeah, yeah, it was a good. Well, you, you were, you know, you you were the uh, you were the chosen one in your uh, in your Super Hornet. So. Was I though? You were. Well, you won everything. You uh, when we had that, you know, the the um, the, the competition with those other guys. You know, oh, you were the yeah, uh, that you were. The, oh yeah, you were man. the ace in the hole. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Stag was pretty good though. I don't think I could ever beat Stag. Well, Stag is is not of this planet. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, he's he's from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, hey, I'm looking at the Discord right now, and uh, we've got ten people out playing different games. Uh, Chuckster, Chuckster Seven is out, out there actually playing Star Citizen. Uh, yay, Chuckster! But you know, folks playing other things, uh, some PUBG, uh, somebody playing Ark, uh, Black Desert Online, which I understand is is um, is a pretty uh, pretty intense MMO. I just don't got time for MMOs, you know. It's I, I don't. I just don't. Yeah. There's too much of a, a commitment. To, I was gonna there. play some WoW the other day, but um, I don't know. I just can't pay 15 bucks a month for a game that I only want to play every now and then. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It's just it's not. You have to. You have to pick your. Uh, I'm gonna say pick your battles, but that's not really. Um, uh, you get to. You have to spend your entertainment dollar wisely. Yeah. Yeah. Well. All right, well, so I think everything, you know, forum report, I mean, um, org report, I think everything is going pretty well. We do these, uh, these shows periodically just kind of to catch uh, folks up on, uh, on what the, uh, the big heads behind the curtain are, uh, are thinking about when they're thinking at all. 
And um, so uh, let's get on to uh, the last couple of shows. Uh, we have been discussing my dissatisfaction with CIG and the communication we have been receiving from them regarding what I can expect to play in alpha version 3.0 of the game. Uh, now, this has been building up for a little while, uh, most notably since uh, CitizenCon last year and the Squadron 42 uh, vertical slice fumble fail, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and because I need better communication and don't expect that we will get it anytime soon, um, I've stopped paying for CIG community content, and I have uninstalled the game. Um, and I'm not going to be back until the game reaches some sort of feature complete or the uh, communications get a whole lot better. Now, you know, I used to, I'm not, you know, and I think, John, you and I are in the same boat here. I'm not an, I'm not an alpha guy. I mean, I'm not an alpha tester guy. You yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I have so little time to actually game, um, uh, relatively little time, that uh, I, I, my, my idea of enjoyment is not spent, you know, uh, recording uh, alpha bugs. So definitely, you know, full disclosure there. Um, but I was willing to do that back um, in the day because I believe in the dream, and I still do. I still do. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be great um, when it gets done. Um, and but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to participate in the alpha process anymore. Um, and I do believe, bottom line, that relationships of most types need good communication in order to survive and thrive. And without it, they tend to eventually turn toxic. And uh, so that's why I got off the alpha train right here where I did. Um, so the last time since uh, I talked about this with Mark, um, I, f I didn't find it. Actually, I, I heard uh, somebody on, um, on one of the other shows, I believe it was on the captain's table. It was uh, Papa Dolovac was talking about the pledge, and, and my ears went up. I said, the pledge? No, I don't think I've ever heard of this pledge, or if I had, it hadn't really registered. But I did a little searching, and I found uh, this document. It's still on uh, CIG's website. And uh, so I, and I have no idea when this came out. Now, John, you have, you just missed the golden ticket by like 20 seconds, right? Uh, I think it was probably by a day. By a day. Well, that's yeah. relatively speaking. I think my, <laughs> my, my backer number is like 30,000 something. Okay. But okay. that was like, that was like one day after the whole thing started and that there were that many people there already okay all right so your point being you've been there since the beginning yeah uh -uh. yeah if you hadn't gotten stuck in traffic that that first day you would have been right in there with the rest of the uh, day one guys true yes <laughs> okay um so um uh, do you remember this pledge and because it sounds like from from the text that it came out after the um, after the original possibly could have come out after the original um, Kickstarter campaign because uh, it seems like it's it's sort of at the end of um, uh, some stage of the fundraising process. But uh, does it look familiar to you? I no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, the only thing I remember from the original uh, original crowdfunding was the video with the bangle carrier and just a bunch of levels for backing um i don't remember this letter i do okay. know that i kind of hate the background they use for these letters <laughs> i don't know what it look it looks like high quality paper towel yeah it's too round <laughs> yeah 
And um, uh, but uh, Chris did sign it with gold sharpie, so you know, <laughs> yeah, classy. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, Mark and I were were one of the things that we were discussing was. Um, one of the things I suggested was that there, there ought to be a reasonable set of obligations uh, for CIG to have uh, to its backers. And so, voila, hey, I found a document that speaks pretty directly to that. Um, so I'm going to uh, read it to us now. <clears throat> it begins, you've pledged your money to earn your citizenship. Now it's our turn. We, the star citizen team at Cloud Imperium, hereby promise to deliver the game you expect. You, the tens of thousands of pledgers, have allowed us to cut out the big publisher and build the game on our terms, to let us focus on quality free of the pressure to deliver by a certain, by a certain financial quarter, to nurture a new original IP, to put fun ahead of shareholder profits. We, the developer, intend to treat you with the same respect we would give a publisher. We will you will receive regular updates about the progress of the game. We will do a show and tell for each major milestone. Your voice will be heard and represented in our development docs and our feature wish list. You will see art and video and learn about how we intend to implement gameplay mechanics well before the rest of the world. The website will be updated and the community will be maintained. Though the limitations of the technology may slow us, we will always do the best for you. If it breaks, we will fix it. There may be delays and there may be changes. We recognize that such things are inevitable and would be lying to you if we claimed otherwise. But when that happens, we will treat you with the respect you deserve rather than spending your money on public relations. When we need to change a mechanic or alter something you believe should be in the game, we will tell you exactly why. Your support over the past month has been incredible. You've done your part, and we will now do our utmost to live up to your expectations. We will build you the game you are dreaming about. Signed, Chris Roberts and the Cloud Imperium team. So yeah, I'd say that was probably, uh, he's referring to tens of thousands of pledgers. I'm, I'm thinking that's that's week one. Yeah. Um, you know, so way back, you know, and, and obviously it's five years ago. It's five years ago, but I think that it is um, uh, pretty indicative of, what they intended, you know, what they intended to deliver uh, to to the backer community, and of course, since then, um, people have thrown their wallets at, at their screens, and we're at 150 something million, and uh, the stretch goals thing got um, just took off like crazy. So scope has exploded, um, et cetera, et cetera. But still, I think that that the pledges here um, they should be. Um, still applicable so um, what popped out at me about the about the document is that um, in the third and fourth paragraphs uh, that uh, they talk about respect regular updates about progress show and tell um, and that you will learn about how we intend to implement implement gameplay mechanics well before the rest of the world and then when they need to make a change they'll tell us exactly why now these are some of the promises made in the pledge and it's signed by Chris Roberts um, I don't get um, that these promise, promises are being met in good faith. Um, it, it, it doesn't say before the rest of the world except PC Gamer. You know, and I don't know if you heard the last couple of shows, John, but uh, there was uh, an article in PC Gamer. Um, actually, it came out yesterday. Um, the the uh, magazine actually hit the newsstands in the UK. Uh, don't go looking for it in the US like some people did. 
um, and definitely don't put ten dollars down, like I I didn't do. Came real close, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, but I did. I did was able to get a copy of the uh, of the uh, UK version. And um, so the fellow in there, uh, he wrote an article. He got to go to see. To, it was about a month ago, maybe a little bit more now. Uh, was able to go to um, CIG in Los Angeles and play a demo of um, of a demo version of uh, some of the stuff that's coming up in 3.0. Um, and so, um, you know, before the rest of the world and that don't don't jive. You know, I mean, that's those those two things are different. And uh, you know, so it sort of feels to me like like this pledge has fallen by the wayside. Um, or if if not, that the person or group of people responsible for upholding these promises have a much different interpretation of what this document means. You know, so. It, it, it's words. People have different interpretations of words, um, but it's it really, you know, at the at the end of the day, John, it's it's a dead horse, and, and there's there's not a um, a whole lot to um, um, to say about it other than um, that's sort of the um, that's the uh, the basis of my disappointment um, and my frustration. I'm not salty though, um, and I, I've uh, had some you know conversations with folks, and people you know think that I'm salty about delays, and that this is. Uh, what's behind my decision to do what I have done, um, and it's not. I'm not salty. I'm. 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 I'm just disappointed, and I can't depend upon. Um, I don't feel that I can depend upon communication from CIG to um, that will allow me to make set reasonable expectations for myself, and that just leads to frustration. And I just. I don't. I don't need that, and I don't want that to uh, color the game for me. So you know. I, I'll, I'll come back when 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 it's out. I'll come back when some, yeah. I'll, I'll come back when it when it's out and um, or when there's a you know a feature complete version out when I, I I when it's really clear what it is that I'm expecting to play, and um, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. But um, so um, of course uh, no serious conversation would be complete without a Leslie Nielsen joke. So there's nothing to see here. Please move along. And I'll include so is the PC Gamer article in the magazine different from the PC Gamer article on the website that was posted a month ago? Yes, yes. Um, and there's a there's a. Did you go to the link I, I, I texted earlier today? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because they're in the in the the document folder here. There is a I I, I excerpted the. Um, the actual article. Oh, okay. So, so you can take what it. are those two things? How do you mean? The PC Gamer article from a month ago. Oh, that was <clears throat> that was a um, it was sort of a tease. Uh, the guy was talking about that he was the uh, the first guy to um, uh, first man on on a planet. I forget what the what it was called. First uh, first person to walk on a planet in Star Citizen. Um, uh, and he was the the first non CIG employee to actually do a planetary landing. Right. Uh, so what's um, this new article? This. So he was teasing the article that he was writing after doing the visit, oh, in which he. Okay. Okay. And the full article came out yesterday. Okay. Yeah, and so that's that's the the thing that uh, we were discussing in in text chat with the uh, the other fellows earlier today. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I and can it was understand. A nice article. I can understand your frustration. Uh, mm -hmm. With the fact that they would bring in an outsider to come look at that stuff, mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. at the same time, this is the first time 
to my recollection that they've done anything like that mm-hmm. uh, so sure. I don't know if I can fault them that much uh, especially you know nitpicking this letter that was written five years ago mm-hmm. um, I there's a certain point where they need to start doing some marketing for the game and that involves mm-hmm. you know showing it to uh, editors from mm-hmm. these websites and um, as long as they're not doing that like all the time uh, I feel like it's okay sure sure I mean I don't think it was criminal or anything I just it's been so long since the last patch and yeah. people have been have been so jonesing for 3.0 um, that it just it, it tasted real sour that the first person to actually um, get uh, get a, a sneak peek was somebody from the media yeah it just it, it didn't it didn't have to be like that and if you read the article <clears throat> they he talks about that he um he got to play a mission um and then um at one point in the mission uh, a couple of uh, other uh, cig employees uh came in on uh, on knox bikes and um uh he had a you know a brief battle with them so you know I, we had discussed in one of the previous shows um how cool i thought it would be if um you know and let the, let the guy from pc gamer be there i think he's probably a backer because he had talked about <clears throat> he had talked about um uh, not having played star citizen for a long time i don't know the uh the context of his um of his um account i don't know if it was given to him uh, as, as a press account or, or what but uh um, you know, let him be there. But you know what? It, it looked like there was room for a couple of other people to um, to play too. So why not bring you know, let, bring Jimmy in for crying out loud. Jimmy and Wolf, they live right there. You know, yeah. they 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 could have come in and, and played, and, and that would have been great. You know, and they could have uh, they could have filmed it and they could have released it. You know, later on. I mean, it doesn't sound like um, anything in the article. Well, I know I read the article today. There was nothing in there that was you know sort of. Um, Revelatory. I mean, it, it was all. I didn't learn anything from the article uh, about uh, about what's. Uh, 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 there was nothing that was really surprising. I mean, the the mission that he did uh, seemed a little bit different than the one that we saw uh, at um, Citizen or Gamescom last year. Uh, but you know, kind of basically, you know, a, a fairly simple, you know, couple stops and you know, return to back to base kind yeah. of thing. Um, but, um, you know, it could have, for a community that has been so loyal and so supportive for so long without an update, it could have been a special thing for some people that, um, that uh, I think deserved it more than, uh, than uh, the press did. Yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, it's not a, you know, it's not a horrible, you know, you know, they're not having like, you know, uh, as far as I know, they're not having, you know, press only. Uh, they're not releasing press copies of the game, you know, to, uh, to people before, uh, before uh uh, it goes to Eva Cotti. Um, so, um, yeah, I, so I, my, my main issue, again, you know, my, my main issue is not delays. I mean, delays are frustrating. I understand that. And I, and I would be lying if I didn't say, all right, and I think, well, I think anybody that tells you that, that delays are not frustrating at all is not being completely honest uh, yeah. about that. Uh, but it's, it's frustrating, but it's not... Um, it doesn't make me salty. It's just I, I get it, you know, and we've had the scope creep, and I get it. You know, how it, how we got to this point doesn't really matter. Um, I think it's going to be awesome when it when it's out. I, 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 I do believe it, and I do believe that it will come out. Um, don't know when, uh, but I'm not salty about that. What I'm salty about is the, um, uh, the community, or not 
not what I'm salty, what I'm frustrated about is the um, uh, communication and that uh, along the way as we have these delays, we need to have better communication because um, delays without communication is a communication problem. It's not a delay problem. Um, so, um, so what are what are your feelings about the? I mean, I know that you're you're less involved in it uh, than um, than you used to be. Uh, certainly, probably less involved than in those of us that are are, are involved with doing the shows. Um, do you have concerns about communications and? Uh, and uh, you know, share a little bit about uh, about what you think about the delays. I think my main concern about communication is actually that there might be too much because they keep giving us these dates, and they've been doing this for literally five years. They've been giving dates and missing them like clockwork, mm -hmm. um, and it just happens over and over again. And the the, what keeps happening is feature creep. They tell us they're going to deliver a certain thing by a certain date or a, a time period. Um, and then they come back the next week and they say, uh, we're actually going to be adding 10 times more things. So this isn't going to be in your hands anytime soon. Um, right. And sometimes they don't even know if it's going to be in our hands anytime soon or ever. So... Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing that irritates me is they keep telling us they're going to give us something and we don't get it. We we were there at Citizen Con and it sounded like 3.0 was, you know, a couple months out. And it's supposed to be the end of last year. Did they say that at Citizen Con? I believe that that was um I can't I I I believe how it was put was 3.0 by the end of the year. Um, I think they, okay. they had some sort of a um, some sort of timeline on 2.6 that 2.6 was going to be coming very soon. Um, 3.0 by the end of the year, and right. then uh, one 3.1, 2, 3, 4, yeah. and then and then 4.0 by the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing that really irritates me is the fact that they don't miss dates by a couple months. They've they've now missed one date by almost an entire year mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they missed um squadron 42 again by an entire year it was supposed to come out last year they had trailers that said 2016 and that was a big deal like i was seeing that trailer on ign and pc gamer and mm -hmm. that's a huge misstep especially since we were supposed to see that vertical slice at citizen con and then mm -hmm. they made it sound like they were still working on it and that we would see it soon. Mm -hmm. But we still haven't seen it. And again, it's been almost a year. And that's right. that's the thing that I just don't understand. Like, we had the same issue with um, Star Marine. They said mm -hmm. it was going to be out within like a month. And then it came out like many months later. I don't know the time mm -hmm. period on that because it was so long ago now. But right. they just do that over and over again. And I don't understand why they haven't learned from their mistakes. Like, I understand right. that development is really hard and that it, mm -hmm. it takes it's always going to take longer than you think it's going to. But, like, yep. why not just not give us a date? Just don't give us a date. And then, like, when you're, like, a week from release or a few days, just say, we're going to release this in a week. Because mm -hmm. when you're that close, you know that it's going to be ready within a week or two. Right. 
Well, I mean, that's that, that's the um, the other edge of that sword. Um, and when they when they released, when did they start the uh, schedule report? They started that. Um, it was it was after CitizenCon, wasn't it? Has it been coming up on a well? CitizenCon is not for another couple months. So, uh, is it, but it's coming up on you know nine ten months that we've been getting that. And so that's the. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job of saying, look, these are our internal dates, um, and they are <laughs> they're gonna get pushed. And I um, I don't know where it's happened specifically, but I've heard several times that Chris has said. Um, uh, in interviews or in uh, in response to questions, that he sets very aggressive internal dates as a motivation for his staff. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree that that's a, that's a good motivator, but I I, I understand that philosophy. Um, so um, I but I agree with you that you know on the on the surface, if you don't if you can't if you're not looking at the dates that they're putting in those production schedules. As um, as what they are, which is just you know internal estimates or internal um, uh, goals, then it gets very frustrating when um, when those get pushed out, and especially as you're ramping up to a release like 3.0, because um, it seems like a lot of frustration exploded after this last push of a couple of weeks, and yeah. that's been a couple, it's been a couple of weeks ago. Um, that there was a lot of frustration that exploded at that point. And, um, um, you know, it's... Uh, but I, I think that a lot of that frustration could have been mitigated with better communication about it. And I think that, you know, all the things that you have stated that are issues for you, um, you know, the um, uh, the scope creep, you know. There's, cause an example I can think of, and I think where they did a good job, was when they did a whole revamp on the, um, the damage states, and I forget what it was that somebody, they had a, something in one of the ATVs where uh, one of the uh, the engineers said, you know, so-and-so came to me and he said, hey, look, look, if, if we do this, look at, you know, if we if we take this approach to the damage states, look how much how much reduced um, overhead there is and how, how, how good it looks. You know, I mean, I forget exactly what the details were, but look how, how much more betterness there is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good enough that Chris said, okay, we've got to scrap the way that we were doing damage, go back and implement this process for all damage states for everything. You know, frustrating, yeah, it's going to add on some more time, but, you know, they, I, my recollection is that they did a pretty good job of showing this is the old damage state, this is the new damage state, oh my God, this is so much better. Then I get it. It's like, yeah, okay, it, that's worth it. Thank you very much for sharing that. I'm going to go play something else while you guys get that all all handled. Yeah, um, it's just that you can't do that for everything. And I think Chris Roberts has um, a vision that is constantly expanding, like the actual mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. And there's really no cutoff point. So, like, after one thing is done, for some reason they're compelled to improve that thing like forever and i i don't really like the fact that they release ships and then they start working on redoing those ships immediately i Mm -hmm. it feels like they should make a game first and then make it better later and that's something that i now respect about elite dangerous is that mm-hmm. that game that they originally released, which was like, what was that, like three years ago? 
Um, it was like about no, I say a little bit more than two because it was it was well after we had started doing the shows and we began the shows in August of 2014. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe about two and a half, two and a half. Yeah. Elite Dangerous. It it's a thin game. At least at least it was a thin game. I haven't <clears throat> it's played a tech it. demo. Yeah, but the fact <laughs> is, it's very playable. It's like mm-hmm. it's 100 yes. percent playable. It's super smooth. It looks really nice. The missions work. You can actually play it. And right. and you can play it for a while. I mean, I'm not going to put 100 hours into it right now. but mm-hmm. um, Or at least when I bought it. Um, but they built a, a fully featured game that you can play. And now they're coming out with DLC that adds on these things that is turning it into what star citizen wants to be and mm-hmm. part of me you know at the time i thought wow star citizen is way ahead of elite dangerous they're doing all this stuff but mm-hmm. but now i see how that method of development that progression might have been better for star citizen because there isn't really a game to play with star citizen right now mm-hmm. yeah no I, I i get it um I still, um, um, I still feel like Elite Dangerous. Well, you know, what? I, to be fair, I bought into Elite Dangerous. I got in on the beta, and I played it, and I played it at release, and it's, and I've got a hundred, something hours into it, and it's just, it's so thin, and it's, it's yeah. kind of like I'm just, I'm just over it, and they, and they keep adding. None of the things that they add are appealing to me. Um, so, um, but I, I totally get your your point about. Start out with something that's playable, and then iterate upon that, rather than starting out with something that's less playable, and then building that up to a, a playable point. Yeah, um, but the but the difference is that Elite Dangerous is a game. It's not just playable. Like Star Citizen has pretty much always been playable. It might not run great. It's right, a playable right. thing, but there's no game in it. It's like having a chessboard with chess pieces, but not having the rules to play chess. Ooh, boy, that, that was cerebral. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I, and I think that that is a legitimate frustration and criticism, um, and I think it's one that's shared by a lot of people. Um, and I think that that... You know, sort of the the other side of having you know uh, genius guy uh, visionary Chris Roberts is that you've got um, you are sort of um, you're tied into that vision, you know, yeah. and it's and it's um, and that's why I, I don't think it's um, I mean, and and I again we've talked about on the previous shows um, what we see is not you know I'm not trying to you know be frustrated with Disco or, or Ben or anybody that's on the community show. Um, what they show us is not up to them. I, I believe that. I, I mean, I don't know it, but I believe it. And I believe that, and what I've heard is that there are, there's a PR group uh, of folks that we don't, um, that we don't know who they are and they've got their reasons for doing what they do. And I've also heard that uh, Chris has the final say on everything. And so if that's true, um, and then you've got evil genius guy is also essentially uh, deciding what what gets what gets put out. And uh, one of my frustrations is that what I see coming out is 
um, to me is a, is a, a montage of non-contextual images, non-contextual eye candy. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't have any sense of what this game is going to be. And I don't think that that is a, um, um, a that I don't think that that is information that they couldn't be providing. I think that uh, things are being withheld for uh, the big reveal. And I don't think that that's fair to this community uh, as uh, loyal and as um, faithful as we have, uh, uh, that's not redundant, as we have been uh, these, these last few years um, to make us wait for big reveals at, uh, at gaming conventions because that's, that's definitely not um, that, we, uh, that we get to uh, see stuff well before the rest of the world. That's the kind of exact opposite of that. So. Um, so uh, um, yeah, it's um, I, you know last year at, at CitizenCon, you know you were you were sitting right there. We got uh, uh, in 3.0, uh, we were we were going to get a 3.0 with five basic professions by the end of 2016, and um, um, now we um, we're uh, looking at maybe getting 3.0 uh, sometime close to uh, the fourth quarter of this year, um, but with fewer planets and only about um, about a half of one basic profession. So. To, to my to my thinking, that's no bueno because there's no, I, I don't feel like there has been, there has been some justification presented, but I don't feel like there is a cohesive um, uh, explanation, an ongoing explanation, which I think if you're going to be making changes of that magnitude, uh, that you need to have an ongoing dialogue of why things are changing, yeah. um, and I, I I don't think that we're 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 getting that. So I think that's that's why that's why suffering. That's why why people are are getting frustrated and angry, and um, um, uh, some people um, are are getting real close to throwing in the towel. I'm not one of them. I I, I, I punched out, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm good. Um, uh, but it was uh, it was getting to the point where it's like I can't I can't get excited about what's next because um, if I do and um, I get another. Another disappointment, like uh, I had with the vertical slice, um, you know, and then the vertical slice again at the hall at the anniversary sale. Um, I just, you know, I I'm not going to be able. I'm going to end up hating the game, and I don't want I don't want that to happen. So, yeah. um, so you know, uh, from my perspective, uh, those guys with ships, um, it's uh, gaming community first and foremost. Um, Star Citizen is the game that has brought us uh, together for. And for that, we thank it. Thank you, Chris Roberts, uh, in your vision. I mean, it's, it's created this um, this game, uh, the, the promise of this game, which um, has brought us all together, and I think that's a, a, a wonderful thing. Um, and though Star Citizen is important to the community, it's not more important than the friendships we make because of the community. So, um, and the fun! I, you know, I, I want to do this and, and come here and have fun with my friends and... Um, uh, I did what I did in stepping back from uh, from CIG and Star Citizen, and uh, because I got to do what I got to do, and uh, this ain't no kind of fun. So, um, this is the last show that I plan on discussing this topic. Um, so, um, next time, more fart jokes, yay! Because those are fun. But you're not stepping back from Star Citizen and CIG. You're just not subscribing. No, I uninstalled the game. And, yeah, and um, you're uninstalling. Right? No, no. I'm 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 out until beta. Um, I'm out until beta or until communication uh, improves dramatically. So okay, but I, you're not you're not out. 
no, you're, no, you're no, still, no. I mean, not, you're still not, no. in in every other aspect. You're just not going to play the game. Correct. Correct. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna, you know. I just, I want keep... the viewers to know that because I don't oh, want them okay. to think that like the show is gonna devolve into Rick and Morty. Fart jokes. <laughs> I just, you know, those guys with fart jokes. You don't think that's gonna work? Um, no, 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 no. I'm, I am, I am still in this for the, for the long run. I'm looking forward to playing this game for many, 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 many years. But I can't do this alpha process. Yeah. The way they're managing this alpha process, I cannot do it, and I'm not going to put myself through the frustration um, because it's not fun. And I will end up. Uh, I know myself well enough that I will end up in a situation where I hate the game. Um, and um, you know, it's um, it's like staying in a in a relationship for too long. A bad relationship for too long, you just end up hating the other person. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, you sometimes you just got to punch out, and you can stay friends. Um, yeah, that's why I stepped back because, like, this trickle of content that wasn't that much fun to me wasn't mm-hmm. a fun way to experience Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of just like sitting back and watching uh, what they have planned uh, and what they're showing off and listening to the verse cast and what you guys have to say about it and I'm just waiting for there to be a full game that I can spend a lot of hours into and then I'll come back in and start playing right exactly exactly so what I'm what I'm looking forward to is when I come back in it's going to be an awesome experience yeah you know and it's, it's not going to be you know um, it's not going to be I'm not going to see uh, all the cool stuff for the very first time uh, but uh, when I come together, I'm thinking it's going, or when I come back, I'm thinking it's going to be a um, a much better holistic environment. If that makes any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Are there holistic gaming environments? Is that a thing? I hope so. You think? Uh, so oh. something I just I was just thinking about is yeah. somewhere on a hard drive at CIG is full yeah. motion capture data from. Jillian Anderson, Mark <laughs> Hamill, Mark Strong, yeah. uh-huh. all those people. It's just sitting there, and we don't get to see any of it. I know, I know. It's killing me. It's killing <laughs> me. Well, let's see. Let's see what they do at, at Gamescom. You know, I mean, part of me is going to be is going to be frustrated again. Like if they if they show 3.0 at Gamescom, because I'm I'm back to my before the rest of the world. Uh, um, issue, uh, but you know, I'll also be excited. Like if it's something that looks cool. I mean, I'm yeah. still not going to play it, but you know, just because I, you know, I've I've moved on and and uh, I have my criteria for my return. Uh, but you know, still, I'm gonna, I'm going to watch all the shows. I'm going to continue talking. You know, enjoy doing the shows with uh, with uh, the rest of the cast, and um, you know, dreaming about the future. But um, I just can't participate in the alpha in the in the in the process the way that it's set up now. And so, if it changes, then I can reconsider. But if not, then I got to wait until um, there's a there's more of a game to um, to participate in uh, than what we currently have. No more tech demos. No more tech demos. Um, so, ha- have you been playing anything else? Um, I-, I know that I know you're a man of a uh, few games, but uh, you're fiercely uh, loyal to those games while you're playing them. Yeah. I play a lot of Overwatch. Mm. I think I'm rank, I'm level 760 now. Um, Is that like man. in the world? Like you're no, like, you're no, like no, in no, the no, top no. thousand in the world. Oh my god, you're a hero! That's that's just XP leveling. 
Oh, um, okay. I, I yeah. know what that means. That means I've put in like 650 hours into the game. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It's probably wow. not, not healthy, but um, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my competitive rank this season has been pretty bad. I've been stuck in mid-diamond, whereas last season I was in mid-master and almost hit grandmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this season has just been horrible, and I hate it, and I hope that next season is better because I want to kill myself after playing this game but i still play it damn it well and and, you know it's interesting because when we talk about delays how long and you know back to your point about dates because blizzard never gives dates right um no not really i mean yeah like two weeks out they do but to be fair blizzard is not an open development environment right cig is is has made this promise you know to develop in the open so I, I see how they got to the point where they were putting us. But anyway, yeah. um, how long? Because uh, was Overwatch was they was made from parts of another MMO that they abandoned after like some crazy amount of time. Is that correct? Yeah. So they were working on Titan, which uh-huh. was supposed to be yeah a whole new MMO. Um, I don't know. I think it was in development for like seven years or something. Mm-hmm. Um. And it just didn't work out. And then one day we just heard that Titan is no longer in development. And then like a year or so later, they announced Overwatch and we heard that it was created from parts of Titan. Mm -hmm. Um, And my understanding is that Titan was just like traditional MMO. Um, So this game is like completely different. And you can even look up uh, concept art of Titan. And there's like crazy weird like futuristic uh, biological creature things in it that Mm -hmm. you don't see in overwatch so i think they took like elements of like character abilities and put it into overwatch and made it a first person shooter so from so because titan was built from the ground up right i guess so yeah yeah and so um Follow me here. I'm making, uh, drawing a comparison. Uh, so they did have Blizzard was a thing, and they had a studio, and they had talent. Uh, so we have to kind of keep that in mind. But from when Titan started to when Overwatch released, how long was that? Do you recall? Gosh, I honestly I don't even know how long Titan was supposedly in development. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if anybody does honestly. Um, but I think I thought it was like you know seven years or nine years or something like that. It, it could be, crazy but... Period, period of time. Yeah, so... I don't know. Anyway, they're point... kind of tight-lipped on, you know, internal development stuff. So, point being, um, and uh, um, um, I, I hope you enjoyed the way my analogy fell apart as much as I did, um, that it takes a long time to build a quality game. So um, That's true. I don't know if you n- could compare Titan, though, because those kind of things... Um, you don't know how dedicated they're working on it. You know, they might have like half a team working on sure. it just to see if it goes sure. somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, it's um, it's but when it works, you know, it's you know, you, I'm, I'm asking you now, John. Was it worth whatever they whatever it took to get to Overwatch? Was it worth it? It was. It was worth it. It was yeah, worth it was my si- sixty bucks. It was six hundred and fifty hours of your young life worth it. <laughs> 
I don't, I only, I don't know I'm, where it all went. I have 225 hours in GTA 5, and I, that's, like, just enormous. Because yeah, I don't but have that listen, many hours left, John. When you were 23... Mm-hmm. What I'd, what were you playing? Surely you played something that you put hundreds of hours into. Twenty three. Um, <laughs> I um, well, John, we didn't have computers then. Um, but uh, <laughs> damn, <laughs> uh, frisbee. I played a lot of ultimate frisbee. There you go. Come on. <laughs> but not six hundred and fifty hours. <laughs> Do you, uh, there's some. There's got to be a game out there that you put that much time. Minecraft. You know, that, that's interesting because I don't think there is a counter for Minecraft, is there? Especially not across, across all the different versions because uh, I haven't played... Yeah. I haven't, I've been playing uh, Uncle Bill's um, uh, Windows 10 version since it came out, so that's been... That was actually something that irritated me when I was playing Minecraft because after every update, or every time I installed it, which happened to be all the time, uh, it would reset the stats. And yeah. the stats weren't even in there until later, so I had no right. idea how long I played. And for some reason, I really like to know how long I've played in a game that I've played a lot of. Yeah, yeah it's well, no, it's, it's a it's a it's a, a badge of honor, a badge of shame. You know, it's, yeah. it's all those things. It's all those things, and a and a number to uh, impress your friends and disappoint your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, uh, I well I picked up um, uh, Interstellar Rift, um, uh, which uh, is did you ever pick that up? Because I know you played the Pulsar with us a little bit. Uh, no, I don't even know what that is. Check it out on Steam. It's fifteen bucks, um, and I've heard it. Uh, one of the guys that do one of the other shows on YouTube, Citizen Citizen Gamer, I think, is the guys. And I apologize, guys, for not remembering. I listen to your show every week, and I, and I like your stuff. Um, but they have been playing it. Um, and we're talking about it and saying, hey, you know, if you got 15 bucks, go check it out. It's, it's fun. But, and the comparison that they make is that it is um, uh, Space Engineers meets the promise of Star Citizen. Uh, mm. Definitely not visually equivalent, but um, just some of those ideas. And uh, it, is, it is in alpha, and it's in alpha, and there is, there's gameplay in there. So there's that. Um, but uh, definitely interesting. Check it out. I've not actually played it with other people yet. I haven't found uh, other folks in our group who are playing it. But um, uh, it, uh, I think it's, it's a game that's going to have uh, have some potential for uh, the future as we continue to wait. And uh, Iron Wolf VR. I picked that up for the Oculus. Um, they finally um, added Oculus support for it. It had been a Vive only for a while. And it is also, a, I believe it's, it's still early development. But um, it's basically, it's a... Um, a sub submarine simulator. Yeah, and, I've seen this game. Yeah, that one was tempting. Like a, I almost bought that one. We'll pick it up and we'll play. Branch out a little bit. Is it, you know, is it multiplayer? Yeah, I, I think feel so. like I think it's, co- it's co-op. It's co-op. It is yeah. co-op. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think it was co-op when I looked at it. That could be because it, it is. Does it say uh, you've got the page up? Is it? It's early access, right? It says multiplayer, online multiplayer, local multiplayer, co-op, online co-op, local co- co-op. It's got every kind of co-op multiplayer you could think it's got of. All the co-ops. There you go. How does it have local co-op? Land party. No. How cool would that be? Wait, no. Local co-op on Steam means it's on the same machine. Ooh. You can't do VR. That's not You'd have to have a really kick-ass computer. 
Um, Pulsar, Lost Colony, you've played that with us. That that's kind of fun. Uh, the old reliable GTA Online. You know, it's just like you know, whenever every time I lose interest in that in that game, you know, I've, because I put so many hours into it, I, I don't lose interest, but I just you know, kind of like have played played it out for a while. They release just something ridiculous over the top. It's like, okay, I got to go back in. I got to go back in and check this out. You know, so I forget what the there's like some crazy vehicle with machine guns, you know, mounted you yeah. know, on the front bumper, and it's just like, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, it never gets old. Um, and the Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, did, you never picked that up, did you? I didn't. It's 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 rough for. I mean, I, I can see paying full freight for that. There's, but it's you know it's it's sort of a guilty pleasure just because it's Star Trek and you know you all your Star Trek jokes and you know you can you can be a Vulcan you can be you can be a hot Vulcan chick you know so I mean it's what's not to love. Yeah, I kind um, of vicariously played it through watching Giant Bomb play it. Because they got uh-huh. they got a full crew in, in their studio right. to play, and uh, that was really fun to watch. But at the end, even they were talking about how it seemed kind of thin on content, uh, and they only played for like an hour and a half, uh, yeah. and that was kind of the thing that made me not want to pay money for it. Um, it seems like it, it would those... be fun for like a few rounds, and then you kind of get bored of it. I think so. I mean, it's it's kind of the thing where it's got to be the draw of the game. It's like, hey, I'm on the bridge of the, the Enterprise, yeah. yay! You know, I mean, it's 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 got to be kind of that that guilty pleasure. That's kind of where... VR though. Like that kind of yeah. defines every experience for it. Is there anything you play that you find yourself coming back to regularly? Uh, right now, uh, Lone Echo. Okay. Um, just because just because of the the story, the story is the gameplay. The gameplay is is so immersive um, yeah. and it, but it's it's a large part of that new gameplay is the new tech too so it's learning how to how to uh, float in zero G because there were the early zero G games were were kind of wonky and disoriented like the what was the uh, the space station one what was that the ISS space station oh yeah um, the International Space Station, that one, you know, and you get to play with the joystick. And it was really cool, but it was like after 15 minutes or so, you know, I'm... I'm that you know, one irritated me because um, the momentum on pulling with the touch was not mm-hmm. realistic. No. So, like, you would pull, and then you'd, like, move a little bit, but you wouldn't... Like, you'd keep moving, but it was slow. Like, if mm-hmm. I was in real zero-G, and I grabbed something and pulled real hard, I'd be moving. That that's how a lone echo is. Um, you're definitely because eventually you get out outside the space station and you're uh, going from from structure to structure. Uh, and you just one quick grab and pull, and you're you're going pretty good. That's what I want. And um, and but you know uh, there is uh, the Echo Arena, which is the multiplayer version, mm-hmm. which is, which is basically Sataball or yeah. Ender's Game or whatever you want to call it, and that's free. So you can, um, okay. and I know that that Avi and uh, Sorian have played it, um, and uh, Sorian said he enjoyed it. So um, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, that that PVP guy. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, check that out. Um, and you know, all it's it's all co-op. It's fun. Um, uh, it's all in space too, except for the GTA. There's a, a GTA mod that's out. Have you seen that? Though it's an outer space GTA mod. I saw something about that. Did you do you do any of the GTA mods? I've been I've been no. scared. I'm afraid to get my account banned. No. Um, I, well, well, are they banning accounts though? I don't know. I don't Probably know. not for for single player stuff. Because they yeah, allowed I, I, they allowed the uh, 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 open open four thing. That was the thing that everybody was complaining about, and now 
It's oh, allowed that's again. Right. Oh, it is because they cracked down on it for a while, right? Yeah, they they, just... they disallowed it. They DMCA'd them or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But then the reviews on Steam plummeted so much that they opened it back up, and now they're allowing people to use it. But they they don't allow any mods in multiplayer, to my knowledge. Yeah, because when that when the hacking was bad, that was that was discouraging. Yeah, that was really that was really you know, it was discouraging you know because they would you know some guy would come in and and you know drop a bunch of money on you you know as a as a you know the first one's free enticement to get you to go to his website and buy right. money from him. Um, and uh, I was always afraid that you know because you couldn't do anything about it. It would just land on you, and you you couldn't do anything about it. So I would always report the guy, and then. And then spend the money anyway. <laughs> yeah, see, see, I, that's not really, you can't really blame the people doing that or the tools being created for that. You can only mm-hmm. blame Rockstar for not building smart enough anti-cheat to keep that stuff out. Because, like, I, I don't really know how servers and all that stuff works, but it seems to me like it shouldn't be that hard to say, well, this person didn't do anything to get that millions of dollars. So why does it have? Why do they have it? Um, and like maybe yeah. I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know what I'm talking about with game development, but like there, I think you have to blame the developer before you blame the people that are hacking because, um, like with well, Overwatch, let's, let's blame them all. <laughs> let's yeah, let's just blame everybody. But. Um, yeah, no. With Overwatch, like I rarely see hackers, and mm-hmm. I think that's because they crack down on them so hard, and they're constantly coming out with, like they've they've released lists of of players that they've banned, and the fact that they banned, you know, over the weekend they banned a hundred thousand accounts in China or something, uh, because hacking right. is so bad over there, um, mm-hmm. and they're always coming out and talking about how they're preventing this and how they're creating better reporting tools and stuff like that and it doesn't sound like Rockstar is really doing that stuff they're just raking mm-hmm. in all this money they're making with GTA Online. So John what you're saying is the key to a successful relationship is communication. It's a, there's a concept for you. And, of course, um, I've said it several times. I'll say it again. Lone Echo. Um, so you've seen the movie Gravity, right? Yeah. You've seen Zero-G Sandra Bullock, right? I saw that. All right. Well, play play Lone Echo. That's all I'm saying. All right. Maybe I will. <laughs> It'll go on sale. All right. And uh, so, um, uh, Jonto's forum report, we haven't got to that in a while. Um, there were a couple things you posted up there. Um, uh, no Gun Shogun, he said a really nice thing. And then there was some other weenie head that said something else, which I'm just not going to repeat because it's not nice. <laughs> so I think we should go. read it. You can if you want. Well, no, because it's mean. So? It's mean. <laughs> I'm not here for the mean. I'm, I'm here for the... Um, I'm here for the uh, the gloppy adulation. Okay, let's just read it, and then people can write in and say tell us if they agree or disagree. <sighs> All right, go ahead. I mean, we have to have some criticism. I know, I know. All right. Uh, great content, poor sound quality, three stars from Dob773, June 15th, mm. 2017. Title says it all. I've listened to several episodes and determined that their content is exceptional. See, there's some good stuff. 
uh, but the sound quality needs much improvement. Sibilance, sibilance. <laughs> like that word? I like sibilance. You know, it's what I say every time before we start recording. <laughs> checking my audacity, I say that because Tom Hanks did. <laughs> um, sibilance is overwhelming. Hissing s sounds. S the s sounds. Thank you very much. Extra ambient the sounds are distracting. Overall sound quality is low. I like to see them address the sound issues. Uh, We're well, not professionals here. We're he a bunch of hacks. S sounds in that review that this should be a good test for him. Um, I don't know. It's it's really hard to mix a podcast when you're going over the internet because everybody mm-hmm. has a different mic. Everybody's dealing with different levels um, mm-hmm. and you know syncing up everything. Uh, well. Yeah, and I've, I think I've noticed is that the sound quality on playback is different across devices. It sounds much different on my computer than it sounds on my iPhone, than it yeah. sounds in the car. So I think Jimmy does an extraordinary job. Yeah, he does a good job for what he has to work with. Um, it'd be awesome if we all had the same mics and if they were all set exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And if we were all in the same room. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if we paid somebody to mix the show. Uh, uh-huh. That stuff would all be great, but it's just not. I don't know. I've listened to other Star Citizen podcasts that do basically the same thing as us, and they don't sound mm-hmm. as good normally. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we do pretty good for what we have. Um, sometimes we have the odd show where somebody's mic did something weird, and it turns out yeah. sounding bad. And I, you can, you know, you can't really expect. Jimmy, who is the guy that knows how to mix it, to spend, you know, hours and hours um, no, fixing no, no. somebody's track. So, honestly, you just have to live with it. Just, he, he goes way above and beyond. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, because, folks, how much are you paying for it? Really? You know, come on. It's cheap. It's, it's zero dollars. <laughs> very, very reasonably priced. All right. So, we'll try harder. I'm, I'll work on my, th- my sibilances. Okay, forum feedback. Wanted to get to this because, and before I leave this topic forever and ever and ever and ever, um, we did get some feedback that I do want to acknowledge. So, uh, Benu uh, posted uh, in the forums. Um, I want to thank him for taking the time to comment. Um, and uh, he encouraged me to use my imagination. And uh, what he doesn't understand is that I'm old and my imagination is all dried up. So, uh, I'm, I need CIG to show me the goodies. Uh, but seriously, uh, we, we do have Gamescom coming up next week, and CIG has plans to be streaming daily from the floor the latest Star Citizen gameplay. And it will be interesting, I think I said this already, it will be interesting to see what that means. The 3.0, my first question is going to be why the world stage before backers? Um, and uh, actually, it's going to be my only question, so and I'm not even going to bother asking that because this is the end of that. So. Uh, mail. We did receive some mail uh, to comms at versecast.org. Uh, Jay Cooper uh, emailed us and he said, uh, um, uh, I, long email, um, but uh, what, basically what he uh, said is, is consider the development branches. And my response is, uh, show me QA testing those development branches. You know, stop showing me montages of non-contextual eye candy. I made that one up. I like that one, non-contextual eye candy. Um, and, CI, and I believe the CIG needs to explain to us what they can't show and why. Um, they need to dedicate some resources to that. Take somebody off of one of the other uh, things that they're doing and put them on that if they can't uh, assign another 
another body to that. Um, and again, we're going to see what happens at Gamecom. And then Sandman. Good gravy wow. I thought I wrote a lot. Um, anyway, Sandman, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to uh, send the response that you did. And uh, 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 broad strokes, he believes and argues extensively that the, uh, the answers to my questions are in the materials which have already been released to us. And obviously I disagree. Um, and again, the montages of non-contextual eye candy is not gameplay. It is window dressing could and have made up great stories from that window dressing for what's ahead for all of us in the future, but what I needed um, uh, uh, leading up to my, uh, my decision point was uh, some discrete contextual words and discrete visual information to answer my one simple question was, which was, um, what am I going to be able to do in Alpha 3.0? I never got that answer, so I punched out and them's my reasons. And then the old Gleepster received an email, doesn't happen very often, uh, from my, uh, my, uh, our good friend, uh, Lacondi. Um, and uh, full disclosure, um, uh, I've met Lacondi uh, in real life a couple of times. Um, uh, he was one of the folks that uh, played Artemis Bridge Crew over at, at Avi's house. There were a couple parties over there that um, uh, uh, Avi was, uh, was uh, kind enough to host for everybody. And um, uh, uh, he was at CitizenCon. So He's he was at CitizenCon too, and he's a very he's a very nice guy, and um, uh, and he is I'm I'm outing him now. He is the friend who I mentioned uh, in the first show who coined the phrase, "But where's the game?" Um, in the so, first I, episode of the first cast. No, the oh first. Oh my the, gosh! The first episode of this trilogy oh. um, of um, of the blue guy wines. Huh? That's okay. Work. Yeah, so a couple episodes ago. So um, anyway, he was the one, um, and um, and he's proud of it. And uh, and uh, though he and I met through this community, we actually interesting uh, uh, coincidence. Uh, we actually worked together for a time at the same institution on the very same campus. Um, although we were in different departments and we didn't actually know each other. Um, but what I do know for a fact um, from that, um, that fact is that uh, he did, what he did work on there was very high profile projects um, and, and which were uh, tasked uh, to only the best and brightest talent available. Um, so suffice it to say, um, uh, he has got some cred in my book. And he also shared uh, this inspirational video, John, which you can click on there. It's called "This Unicorn Changed the Way I Poop," oh my. which in my book is, is nearly as good. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but anyway, he sent this this great email, um, um, and I, I, you know what? I didn't put it in this in this paragraph here. Uh, Lacandi is a um, is a software developer. He's um, uh, or a programmer guy. He's he's very knowledgeable in the ways of the uh, computer uh, project program project development things. Um, so he said, hey, Gleep, uh, I am sharing my own observations from my own professional experience, which may or may not have the full view of what was going on. So um, I guess I should back up a little bit. We had a conversation in um, Discord chat where we were talking about, um, uh, after the, the first of the trilogy, um, talking about uh, what was actually, because one of my criticisms was they weren't showing enough gameplay and some people were saying well they can't show gameplay because of the way that they do these developments the where the different branches are built separately and then you can't really show anything until everything comes together and I was you know saying well if they're doing testing at 
at the branch, show me the branch testing. Um, and so um, some folks weighed in. Um, I uh, want to thank, uh, again, Sorian and uh, Ave Physics for, uh, for uh, an extended conversation about the, uh, the relative merits of uh, waterfall versus um, agile uh, development methodologies. Uh, I know these words. I don't know what they mean. Uh, but I, I think that uh, CIG is doing um, a, a variety of agile. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, but uh, point being, Lacandi knows all these things. And he said, I am sharing my observations from my own professional experience, which may or may not have the full view on what was going on. So we had an analogy about uh, building a home. Um, and uh, so, uh, which uh, in, in some ways worked pretty well, in some other ways was sort of problematic. And so what he said is, um, and again, I'm exerting, excerpting this, he said, as you say, they have been building a bunch of tech demos. It's like going into Ikea and seeing all the cool kitchens, bedrooms, offices, etc. They are cool setups that are not part of a real livable house, which I think is, is an excellent analogy there. In my opinion, what we have seen from CIG is much the same. The stuff they are showing is cool. I would love to be able to play with many of those things in the PU, but I honestly have not seen how they are going to work together. The drawback is that all of these demonstrations are in a silo. So, okay, good. So um, then relative to uh, software development realities and tactics, he says, I have worked on projects from a few hundred thousand dollars to over half a billion in budget. I have seen a full spectrum of project management successes and horrific blunders. Generally, the blunders follow the following pattern. The team working on the project underestimated the amount of work necessary to deliver the unicorn the client wanted. Yay, unicorns. I, I want a unicorn that poops ice cream. Uh, the reasons for this are generally due to communication problems like the client purposefully didn't tell certain details or the business analyst was inexperienced in the field and did not know what questions to ask. So what can happen is the team can suggest a minor scope creep to get slightly more budget and extend the deadline. What can happen from here is that they say the new scope of work is going to affect the original scope, so they cannot deliver that now, but the extension will allow something much more like what the client wants and needs. So instead of getting just a unicorn, you are promised this. Yes, I'm going to link to the, uh, the unicorn that craps ice cream. <laughs> Whether that is actually delivered is another story. Um, so then now in reference to the schedule report and, um, and the tactics of it, so the one thing that the delivery reports did do is tell us what was not complete. The thing they missed the mark on is actual time estimation. And I think this speaks to your, to your frustration, John. The burn downs were interesting. Have you seen the most recent ATV and the burn down segment? No. Okay, check it out. It's, it's interesting. They, they removed the dates. They removed the dates and they're just showing the, the numbers of bugs. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Between, between um, uh, now and... Uh, estimated between now and Evocati, although every day they, they, they kill some and they get more. So it's, um, it's, it's kind of a, a balancing thing there, but, or it's a, it's at the end of the day, hopefully net net, they have fewer bugs left over, but um, you know, it, that's, that's not something you can really predict, I, I guess. The thing they missed the mark on is the actual time estimation. Yes, the burn downs were interesting. I am not sure how helpful they will be. This is a tactic that is used to provide transparency in quotes, without actually showing what is going on. Aaron Kyron Davis showed that there were a bunch of bugs. They cleaned out a few out and found a few more. That's a little about the severity. There's little about the severity of the bug, but really it says nothing. 
Um, it's an executive summary that projects that projects will sometimes use to give stakeholders a view of progress, again, in quotes. Um, one of the frustrating challenges is that we literally have not been able to see the core gameplay outside of dogfighting. And I would like, to your point, John, it's like when we were doing the dogfighting, that was fun. We were having fun together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, gameplay. Uh, Mark talked about watching the inventory move around his gameplay to him. His point of view is perfectly acceptable. Absolutely. Mark, that's something that Mark is looking forward to do. And absolutely, that's, um, if that's gameplay to him, that, that's fantastic. The thing for me is was that was just a cut from a developer's machine right was that just a cut from a developer's machine right after they finished coding it or was that something that a tester was using if it's the former i say it's ikea not gameplay and i think that's that's why i think the ikea reference is is um, so valuable it's because like you go into ikea and they have a kitchen set up there it's not a working kitchen. You know, it looks really, really cool. But if you go up there and try to start the dishwasher, nothing happens. Well, hopefully nothing happens. Um, so, I mean, and, you know, even even more so if, it, if it's a, a bathroom. Uh, so, then that's, and that's another way of stating my point about the non-contextual eye candy is I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to, what that has to do with me. You know, show me what that has to do with me is what that, that was my complaint. Um, great. Um, they said, okay, we got uh, two 3.0 tech demos last year. Is that what they plan on showing this time? We don't know. Another tech demo for 3.0. Um, uh, one thing I can say is that before CitizenCon last year, they were killing it on showing us awesome that we hadn't seen before. Since then, we got Star Marine. You know? And Star Marine was, was cool. You know, it was cool for a little while, but they, it hasn't been iterated upon since it was released back, was it seven months ago? Um, and then now he speaks to the roadmap. I will go as far as to say that the statements on Squadron 42 last year were intentionally vague and misleading. Yes, every asset was in gray box or better, but that did not mean the game was near gold. It's obvious that render to texture is going to be in Squadron 42. Are they going to push the game every time they come up with a new tech implementation? What else is up with Squadron 42? This blackout on Squadron 42 has to be among the most damaging of CIG's behaviors. And I agree, we have, we've heard nothing about Squadron 42 since Chris uh, made that announcement about it being in Gray Box last year um, at CitizenCon. Um, they talk about a, a schedule um, uh, similar to the one that we've been getting for 3.0, but as of yet, we're not seeing anything. Um, I also, but you know, John, interesting. They, they, the rumor of a vertical slice has re-emerged. So, you know, I, I, I hope that if if they're going to show it, they do it, and I hope that if they're not going to show it, they get on top of that and and squash that rumor now. Don't let it go to 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 the day of the event and then say, oh, I hear a lot of you people are like they did for the anniversary sale. You know, uh, it's come to my attention that a lot of people. Uh, in the forums have been uh, jonesing for the vertical slice. Uh, we're not doing that. You know, that was the email that Chris sent out the day before the anniversary sale. Hello? I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not a good way to, like you said, uh, with, um, with uh, uh, Blizzard or Rockstar to manage the player's experience or the expectations for the player experience. Yeah. Um, and so then in conclusion, um, he says, I like the IT, IKEA versus actual gameplay comparison. Maybe we can ask, is this just an IKEA demonstration or is, it, is this integrated into the build 
with actual gameplay involved. Um, he said, I have your back on CIG's communication. It hasn't been great, and I don't expect it to ever reach the level you require. I also wonder if you may be suffering some star citizen fatigue. Um, yeah, sure, absolutely. But that's, you know, the, it's, not, it's not star citizen fatigue like I'm tired of playing the game. I haven't played the game in a long time. Um, it's I'm I'm frustrated by the communication and that that yeah. is fatiguing. So that that's what that's all about. And then he says some nice things and uh, mentions his lovely fiance um, uh, and uh, and stuff like that. So Lakandi, um, thank you so very much for for that. Yes, John. The most please. fascinating element of this email is the mm-hmm. fact that he's worked on a five hundred million dollar project. Mm-hmm. And I would I would love to know what that is. I think it was the one that he worked on when we were at the same place. So large government institution. Because um, uh, that is that is insane. Like dude, I just it was I don't crazy. I I'm not in that realm, so I don't know like what things cost and like. How how is there something that costs five hundred million dollars that's software? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Uh, there are a lot of taxpayers that have the same question. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's um, and I apologize uh, for the the choppiness of that. Um, Lacandi, uh, Lacandi's been on vacation, and uh, so he just got back to me today. Um, so I I chopped this up as quick as I could uh, to be sure to include it tonight because. Um, I thought that his uh, his perspective uh, and his um, his experience and his insights are are certainly valuable. We're not saying we know what's going on at CIG, you know, but we're just you know trying to um, leverage knowledge where we find it and uh, try to make it fit into uh, the problems that we're having and um, uh, use what we can learn to uh, help make the transition forward a little easier. And I don't think there's any at the end of the day. There's nothing wrong with that, yeah. right? You know, John, you were concerned that we weren't going to have enough to talk about. Yeah, th- those were my exact words. Sort of. Uh, well, and I've been putting this off the last few weeks, too. So let's, before we get out of here, get to this. We have some new members um, over on the uh, website. Uh, we have Tuta, Tuta Loser. Is that how you would say that? Uh, total. Total, total loser. loser. God. Oh. <laughs> You know, it was it's the capitalization. What, what do they call that? There's a there's a um, a name for that. You know, for when you have a, a, a no spaces, but you capitalize the first letter of every word. Um, I forget. There's there's yeah. I don't know. It's another another fact that along with three seventy five will get you a small latte. Um, Chuckster Seven joined us, as did Fizzer and Clarkster Seven. Now Clarkster Seven is, I believe, Chuckster Seven's um, uh, son or daughter. So that's that's really cool. Uh, Chuckster uh, joined the group and uh, has been um, has been pretty active out there. He's uh, he was playing Star Citizen a little while ago. I don't know if he's out there now. No, don't see him. Um, then uh, Clark ABC. Uh, um, this is also his Chuckster. He joined us um, on. Um, on RSI, uh, so he's a member of those guys with ships. Uh, oh, I take it back. That's not him. Uh, he joined Chuckster Seven. Uh, joined us uh, previously. Uh, Clark ABC is uh, his kid's account. So uh, welcome, uh, Chuckster's kid. And then someone named S joined us, and he said fly casual. So sage advice there. And John, I don't know if you're hip to the uh, the saga of Bob the dinosaur. Are you? 
Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, that's because you have a rich, rewarding life full of people who love you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what we is, have this guy here. Now. <laughs> His name is Bob the Dinosaur. And uh, he would have been the sixth member of the org way back in 1384. But... He has too many org affiliations, and I can't accept his application. So we begged, we pleaded, dare I say even threatened, very softly, all to no avail. And we are prepared to rent milk carton and, and or bus bench space. We will find you, Bob. We will find you, and we will make your life better, whether you wish it to be or not. And that was, see, when he, when he originally, when he originally uh, uh, applied, that's how he spells his name. Oh, because I think... I did I see that guy's um, application on our? It's still like it's, there. Yeah, it's been up there for a while. Yeah, because every time every time I try to accept it, it says uh, denied. Bob has. Well, I actually clicked on his name to see, look at his profile. Oh, you're says, not going to tell me that he doesn't exist anymore, are you? No, it says currently on probation until uh, <laughs> 2027. <laughs> like actual 2027. For misconduct. Oh. Thanks, John. <laughs> so, Bob. Uh, maybe so you don't have to accept that. We're gonna have to start scouring the, the prisons for him. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to talk to the other guys about how we want to well, handle. What this did he do that he got banned from a a virtual website for ten years? I don't, I don't know, but um, did he it's become a someone? thing. Did he virtually murder someone? I, I, I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, John, do you got anything else? Or should we just, like, get the heck out of here? I think I'm done. I think I need to go play some Overwatch. <laughs> it's been a while. It's yeah. been minutes. Yeah, gosh. It's been minutes since you've played. Well, um, you know, thank you uh, so much for uh, for uh, for coming back out, and uh, look forward to doing it again uh, soon. Uh, yeah, we it was are fun. we are uh, those guys in charge. Um, if you if you have um, if you have any uh, compliments uh, about uh, the show or the website, you can send those to me. Um, complaints uh, those go to John. Um, I'll take them, and <laughs> and I'll throw them in the trash. It, well, you no, know, you'll read them on the show. Is what you no, do? Yeah, I will. that's what I mean. <laughs> All right, but until then, please do go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That is E-N-J-I-N.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at thebase.sc, where you can find rebroadcasts of our shows happening throughout the week. Go to INN and learn some things. You can find it at imperialnews.network. You can reach us. You can reach the show. You can reach the podcast. You can email us. Coms at versecast.org is the address. On Twitter, we are at versecast. We ask that you do be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. We're, we're getting, we've had a couple of interesting, you know, because TGWS can also be an acronym for other words besides those guys with ships. So we've no, had a couple of. No, I can't. <laughs> we've had a couple of interesting ones of late, so so go check that out. Um, to join our org, you still do have to go to robertsspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash first cast. Uh, probationary Bob is in the way. Um, just, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, it's, this is very disturbing. Um, do the Spectrum. All the kids are doing it. It is still at robertspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash firstcast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And do be sure to check out our Star Citizen gaming community website. It is firstcast.org. Before the rest of the world, John, my name was Gleep, and 
all my contact information was in the show notes. Ajanto? You should come join us on Discord. You can find the yeah. invite link over at firstcast.org. Um, if you want to contact me, just, uh, you know, get on that Discord. I'm always online, so you can message me. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the only Jonto, and you can email me at john at firstcast.org. Until next time, we are those guys in charge. This has been the first cast. See the verse. Hey, I forgot to ask you about Thrawn. You, you notice I, I changed my. But he's blue! So that's that's why, you know, I thought he was really cool. Because he's blue. He's blue and he's evil. He's kind of like Vader, except you like him. Well, you like Vader. You, you like Vader. I do like Vader, but I don't know what you're going Thrawn about.